to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh, cry, and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Prepare your hearts and enjoy this time designed just for you. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> we don't know the words. Welcome to Texas, where we all ride horses down to the uh, pond convenience store. Yes. To get us a Dr. Pepper. That's hashtag accurate. We, we do have quite the plethora of horses. Not me personally, definitely our neighbors. They walk it around the cul-de-sac. We get to go out and pet the horses. Yeah. There's some cattle. Yes. Moo cows, as my kids call it, because mm. Jacob taught them that one. Moo cows. <laughs> they're going to identify it at school, and they're going to be like, what's this? Everyone's going to say cow. My kids? Moo cows! <laughs> it's like Ariel, a dingle hopper. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. Oh, man, we can really ruin our kids if we want to, can't we? Yeah. Wow. At least they'll be cute. That's true. <laughs> Just choo-choo trains and moo cows. Everything Texas needs. Oh, oh Welcome. This Chapter is, 10. This is the Witty and Gritty Podcast. You are not in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want to say one more thing about the Cotton Eye Joe, though. <laughs> okay. I'm here for it. So, Farron, you didn't come to Texas until what age? Fifth grade. Okay, so Ten. did you get to participate in elementary school square dances? No, ma'am. <gasps> okay, that was the thing we look forward to every year. In music class, you practice the dances, and then it led up to square dance day. You know the first time I danced to Cotton Eye Joe? Tell me. <laughs> Never? No. In My high wedding? school, I got invited to a Mormon church dance. How'd that go? Um, I learned about the Cotton Eye Joe dance. I had no idea. I liked the song. I had heard the song. But everybody, like, assumed their positions. And you're mm-hmm. like, ha, 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 yeah, I get it, yeah. And then um, it started. Buckle first, up. First, you're, like, getting swung. But then Yeehaw. you figure it out. And if you don't, you get your mm-hmm. toes stepped on. But, yeah. I just got to say, me and Leah were the best Cotton Eye Joe dancers at Perung Elementary. Hmm. We'll have it. We'll we'll dance it right now. We'll do it. <laughs> Leah, come on. <laughs> yeah, did y'all make like the big wheel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Man, and spinning each other. And, okay. It, oh, yeah. Let's attach a link because there's some people that aren't following this <laughs> at all. So we'll, oh, we'll show you how it's done. It'll be good. Good times. You know you're at a good old-fashioned Texas party when Cotton Eye Joe comes on, the electric slide. Oh man, Farron, you're giving me the eyes. All right. I just wish I yeah, missed out on part of a good childhood there. I had a great childhood, mom and dad, but wine dancing, come on. 
Get those PE credits, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Boot scoot and boogie. Boot scoot and boogie. a girl. All right, so <laughs> everything is figureoutable. Chapter 10, we're closing the portion of the actual book study. So we've gone through chapters 1 through 10 is today, and it's titled, The World Needs Your Special Gift. There is vitality, a life force, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and be lost. The world will not have it. It is not your business to determine how good it is, not how it compares with other expression. It is your business to keep it yours clearly and directly, to keep the channel open. Martha Graham. Well, and that concludes the book study. Here we go. <laughs> Chapter 10. Oh. Just replay that a few times. Yeah, I mean. You'll get it. A, a quick way to say that is Dr. Seuss's quote, no one is you than you. Yeah. So, again, God has specifically given you a special talent, gifting, whatever you're naturally good at. Obviously, with the Grit miniseries, we talk about taking that and timesing it by your effort and multiplying the impact there. But not everyone is good at playing soccer. So if you can spread the Jesus love by playing soccer, do that thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's knitting. Maybe it's underwater basket weaving. Maybe it's... Taking care of people in nursing homes. God bless you. See, typically, if someone if someone is like, oh, wow, God bless you for that, which is an interesting Texan phrase, which doesn't always mean... Bless you. It means like, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, so that could mean if someone's like, wow, how do you do that? That might be something that you should start kind of listening to if someone's like, oh, man, I could never do that, or how do you do that, or that must come so easy to you. You make it look so easy when really... It might just be the thing you've practiced forever because it just came to you. Yeah, it comes naturally. That's good feedback. Um, People normally aren't just saying that just to make you feel better. So when people are, you know, going on and on about what you're doing and that you do it well and it's uh, something that they might lack, then it's not just something that you have. It could be your um, talent. So, yeah, good idea, Brooke. Oh, it's just the Jesus flowing through. But it, again, it, the other part is it's not necessarily like God gives you the vision. God gives you, like if you're staying in tune with all those things, it's going to be easier to see the next step, not necessarily the whole roadmap, but you can probably see the next right thing you should be doing if you're following in what he is saying for you to do. Yeah, definitely. And if you're trying to pray and figure out like what is the next move, the next step, you got to also be aware of it. Man, we haven't said this in a while. The I'm stupid prayer. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, so it's kind of like if you feel like God may be giving you signs, but they signs for both choices or whatever. And you're no like, door is actually clear cut shutting in your face. Yeah. And you're like, I'm sure you've sent me some hints, but I got a lot of information in front of me. God, I need you to pretend I'm just stupid, the biggest idiot. Can you just give me something to help clarify it a mm-hmm. little bit more? The Holy Spirit, I need a tutoring session. Just help me with this. Right. Man. I, every time I prayed the stupid prayer, it's worked. 
Yeah. And that sounds crazy, but just, or so for example, choosing what college to go to, there were several opportunities to go different places, but we, our family fasted for 20, for 24 hours. We spent one weekend going to the different schools to see the different opportunities and it rained at every single school except for Austin College. And I know that sounds, whatever how that sounds to you, but we were diligently praying constantly for a clear-cut sign on where I need to go. What is my clear-cut path? And that, <laughs> and it almost rained. We had our umbrellas ready. It looked like it was about to rain. It was the last school we went to, and we were about to be like, uh, so we don't know where I'm supposed to go. But then it didn't rain, so we are like, oh. No brainer. Boom. And now look, you have me and I have you. That's right. And now we have this podcast. Isn't it crazy how all those pieces fall together? It sure is. And if I wouldn't have listened to that, then none of this would be happening right now. I would have zero friends. Friends. (laughs) Not many of us have them. (laughs) (laughs) I like the dance that you put with that. Oh, you know, got to feel it. Gotta feel it. Feel it to believe it. Yes. Conceive, believe, achieve. Ooh, I hadn't heard of that one. Yes, because you hear, like, before you can believe, wait, before you can achieve, you must believe, but then your mind conceives it, you've got to believe it, and then you can go achieve it. Oh. Did, was that, like, on a tax pencil? (laughs) (laughs) Taxes in the test we had to take? Yeah. Taxes in. (laughs) Toss, tax. Star, whatever the state test is. Uh, Do you remember getting the pencils? It's like shoot I wanna... for your best, and I had a basketball eraser. So you you went <laughs> to one of them fancy schools. Copo, <laughs> copo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. No, I didn't have pencils. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for rubbing it in. That <laughs> everyone lost them. They oh, that got me right in the childhood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So. The next section is you are here for a reason. I know that sounds cliche, but hear us out. Yeah. So I think a lot of times um, you see what that reason was in hindsight. So um, if you've ever been in the wrong place at the right time or right place at the wrong time, um, I was it Stephanie's episode that one of her friends like had this feeling that God was telling her to call her. And little did this friend know mm-hmm. that, like, Stephanie was, like, having a really hard time Mm-mm. after having lost her mom and yeah. gone through uh, the recovery of from a car accident. And so, anyways, sometimes you don't know what your purpose or motive is. You just kind of feel that calling or passion. Um, and so you just keep following that. And then sometimes, I don't think you see it every time, um, but a lot of times you can probably look back on a reason or a purpose for having been somewhere or pursued something like my job. Um, dyslexia was never on my roadmap ever, but, um, just continuing to follow my passion of helping like kids that struggle in school. Um, I stumbled upon dyslexia and now I'm obsessed with it. So everything hindsight in my career makes sense but I, don't, I didn't have that knowledge moving forward. I didn't have dyslexia as my end goal. So um, I think the most important thing is that you keep moving forward and keep your conversation going with God and make sure that it's in a, your skill set, something that you're passionate about, that you're good at, 
and that can help others. Right. So, Farron, you were talking about episode 18. That was our grief episode where we had Stephanie Frentress on. We'll link it in the show notes. But, yes, like you were saying, we might not even know what the purpose is. We just feel called to do something like Stephanie's friend who was so compelled she had to pull over off of the highway to call Stephanie. I don't know why I'm calling you. And then, like you said, that's exactly what Stephanie needed in that moment. So, again, that was definitely a mic drop If you want to hear the last little bit of that episode, that's when we kind of talk about it. So that's episode 18. And then also you got to think, what if the thing that you overcame is someone else's roadmap? Mm -hmm. So if you, like Farron, in your interview episode, you talked about miscarriage openly on this episode or on this podcast. And because of that, whoever listens to that episode, that's going to carry to them. So like we have a friend, she's actually maybe like 35 weeks mm-hmm. pregnant right now because she did what you did and she didn't know those options, but because you spoke out about it, she was able to kind of go that route. Yeah. So I think a lot of times um, our audience might feel that we're speaking to the people that have a good grasp on life and they're looking to elevate. But uh, I try to bring up many times that if you're in a low spot of life, that your elevation might get be just getting to someone's normal, um, whatever that means for you. And so, yeah, I like what you said. Um, your battles could be someone else's roadmap. So if you find yourself that you're in a really low time, you don't think that you have a purpose or that there's anything better out there for you, I definitely challenge you on that. Um, you can reach out to us here at the Witty and Gritty Podcast. We'd be more than happy to help you look for that. Um, but definitely just keep moving forward, keep close to God. And, um, there is, there is a reason there is not, there's no way that someone is just there to like take up space and breathe oxygen. Right. Right. So if you don't think you're there for a reason, then does that mean that you believe in the opposite that, you know, people, there are people that don't have a purpose or potential. I think you could look at anybody and say that they, everyone has potential, But sometimes unlocking it or pursuing it can get tough, but there's a way around it. Right. So for the people who wanted to hear Farron's miscarriage episode, that's episode 36. But like you were saying, Farron, um, you you might not know what your skill set is or kind of where your passion is or what your next step is. We have a passions and giftings binder. It's free for you. Just email us, message us, and say, hey, I want the passions and giftings binder, and we'll email it to you. So again, that's a great way to step out and kind of feel around what you think you might be interested in and maybe the skill sets God's given you it's going to help kind of point you in the right direction yeah and um we had the oh what was the first book study that we did 15 invaluable laws of growth 15 invaluable laws of growth um the advice given in that in one of those chapters was if you're having trouble thinking about you know your passions and purpose to think about like your high school years and, you know, uh, what were you interested in in late adolescence? Um, there's just a lot of research that shows that when you might not, you know, it's, everyone has a different living situation, but don't have all the responsibilities of, you know, being an adult and you're still in an environment where there's a lot of education and opportunities and you're being exposed to a lot of information in school, that the brain starts kind of finding its interest. So if you are further along in life, you might go back to what was it that I was really interested in or thought I wanted to be 
you know, in high school. Yeah. And another, so there's something called a limiting belief. So that's some narrative you've gotten stuck in your head that may be keeping you from doing this thing. Like, oh, well, everybody's, someone else is already doing this. Like someone else already has a podcast about personal growth or someone already is teaching dyslexia or, oh, someone is already this whatever job is, but Okay, so Whataburger and Wendy's coexist. <laughs> they right. both sell the same thing. They Ready? are both Let's play home. a game. Places that sell hamburgers. Ready? Go. Whataburger. McDonald's. In and out. Burger King. Wendy's. Um, scrumptious. Oh, that's a good one. And it's local. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Sonic. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chili's. <laughs> yeah, any. Any uh, American chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they are all still there. Yeah. It's all a burger. It's just burgers, meat, bun, the, bacon. The point cheese. is is that you're doing it your way. So again, the way that you are delivering the message. Yeah, there are a million places that sell burgers, but some people are diehard Whataburger fans, and there are some people who are like, I hate that, get it away from me. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it just it's you. Someone needs to hear your message. So then some people have the imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. Okay, so this section is overcoming the fraud factor, which Mm -hmm. that's a fancy way to say imposter syndrome, which is a fancy way to say you have limiting beliefs. So again, what is it that you're telling yourself that may not actually be true? So instead of listening to your inner critic, why don't you start telling it what you are? Gosh, like mom guilt. Mm. Imposter syndrome. I'm not a good mom. I can never be a good mom. I can't get anything right today. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did you feed your kids? Yeah. Point for you. You had three kids. You fed them. Point, point, point. Great. You know, I heard that there's like three times of the day that like if you, if you have a quality five minutes at least three times in the day that like that's what kids remember. And one of them is when they wake up in the morning and the other is when they go to bed at night. And I think the other one is, like, if they're school-aged, the first interaction that Mm -hmm. they have um, when you, like, reconnect. And so it doesn't have to be the two hours from the time they get home from school till dinner or whatever. Mm, That's the witching hour for everybody. Everybody just got done working hard. Just make the first five minutes quality because that's the part they remember. (laughs) So there are some nights that, like, I try to... Like, give it my all when we're putting them to bed, even though the bedtime routine just drains me because I'm already exhausted. They never want to go to bed. They always want one more thing. You get up there, and you offer them water. They say they're not thirsty. You get upstairs, and they say, oh, wait, I need a drink of water. (laughs) And you don't want to be the awesome mom for the last five minutes of the day. You want to say, be dehydrated. Yes, that's much nicer than what I was going to say. So, yeah, that's just a little side note is, you know, showing up in the times that it counts and giving yourself grace in the times that, you know, you could have maybe improved on. For funsies, Farron, what is y'all's go-to-bed routine? Oh, it's different every night. Okay, so ideal, perfect (laughs) world scenario. So if you're saying first few minutes of the day, I'll touch on that one. You hit on the last few minutes of the day. Mm -hmm. So what are some tangible things that our listeners can take away and maybe implement? You know, I actually got this idea from Nancy Disterlich. She did, uh, we interviewed her for a dyslexia episode. 
and she, I don't remember where she said she got it from. That's episode 39. Okay, episode 39. Learn all about dyslexia and how to support your kid in school if they struggle. Um, but she would play a question game. And so that you would ask, the kid gets to ask you three questions, and you get to ask the kid three questions. But they're never like um, trying to be like, so who's your girlfriend at school? Or, you know digging into their life but if you set up this relationship at a young age where there's an exchange of questions it builds this like they're comfortable with coming to you and asking you questions and then if you ask them questions they don't feel like you're harassing them because you've already established this this is what we do and they actually look forward to it because they have all your attention and time and you're talking and it could be things like you know, if you couldn't have human feet, what kind of feet would you want to have? You know, like... Oh, I gotta think about that answer. <laughs> talons. Well, I thought about talons, <laughs> but then it would be hard to... Just your feet, or like, if you ask legs for talons, down. it's gonna... Legs down. Okay. So nothing aquatic, obviously. No, no. Non-Texas. Oh. Yeah, well, and bird feet, I... I I don't have wings. Duck feet, I would just like trip over. Mm. So I was thinking something think like cheetah or horse, like something fast. Mm. I would want feet that made Okay, so if you picked horse, would you be a centaur? Like you would get all four legs? No. That, nope. Just So two. more like a, a fawn, where it's just like yeah, quads like that down. that guy from the Hercules movie? His yeah. little buddy yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, minus some of the hair. Um, <laughs> but the point is... Uh, we try to do the question game, but we need to like, cause me and Jacob and the two girls are in there. And by the time you go around and ask everyone three questions and everyone gets asked three questions, I think they really just like it cause it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we, we went through a phase where we read to them before bed. Um, and now we, they just want to play. They're like, can we play more before bed? Mm-hmm. So. We're like, fine, that's less work. <laughs> but in a perfect world, it'd be the question game and then bed. That's good. We do, for going to bed, like we'll either rub their backs and like talk to them. And then they'll be like, Mom, can you tell me a story? Okay, what story? So Sloan picks a story. Scout picks a story. And then I'll talk. So like if it's Sloan's story, I'll rub her back and tell the story loud enough to where both girls can hear it. Switch over, same thing. And then I'm like, Moon walking out, and they're like, "Can you sing us a song?" And so I'm like, "Yeah, da 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 da," <laughs> and then I'll sing two songs, and they usually pick something short like "Ba Ba Black Sheep." Yes, yeah, perfect. Hasn't been anything too long yet. <laughs> that would be ours, but then it's like, have you seen that video where it's like the the adult male is pretending to be the kid, and he's like, "This is what it's like when your toddler's trying to go to sleep," and like stick their head around the yeah. corner, like, "Mom." <laughs> Yeah, and then it's that for a little bit, and it's fine. All right, morning. What do you do for the morning? Jacob does that. Jacob's got it. I get ready because this look takes <laughs> some time. Fabulous. Um, usually have a show because they don't like to be, like, woken up and go. They don't mm. do that yet. Maybe someday. Um, they have, like, 30 minutes from the time that they're out of bed to needing to be in the car. And so... They know that, I don't know, the show ends at a certain time, and they can hear the, like, end of the show song, and they know that when that ends, they got to go, potty, brush teeth, and then 
I'd come out at that right time and get them clothes and get dressed. We're in a different life phase. I I like that. (laughs) I like that. That's good. Um, It's kind of like whenever you... So at one point in my classroom, I would play a certain song and the kids would have to go do a certain thing. So then all I had to do, eventually after teaching them this, all I had to do is like play five seconds of the song and then stuff would get done. Woo, magic. So you can musically train your children too if you want. It beats screaming and yelling at them. Facts. So Morgan wakes up like a Disney princess. Literal <gasps> Disney princess. Like he'll start singing. 7 a.m. the usual morning line up. Oh I'm like, oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so I'm like. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Like if we made sounds when we woke up, Morgan's like. And I'm just like. Rawr, 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 rawr. oh except it was not cool when our kids started waking up like bears too and i was like oh no (laughs) and so morgan has trained the kids like the very first things you say when you see someone in the morning is good morning use their name and so scout is like good morning mom (laughs) (laughs) but you know we'll get there and i've gotten better because i want to model that for my kids so i'm having to do it it also helps if you wake up before your kids, but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day on getting up before everybody else. Well, I think we're just sharing some of our special mom gifts here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let you know, while these all sound like great things, we still have the imposter syndrome still, where we're like, Golly. Mom guilt for I sure. I need to be a better mom. Yeah. I yelled at my kids eighteen times today. Oh, you win. I I was being uh, conservative, Uh, but yes, again, bottom line, everybody struggles with some degree of imposter syndrome, so you have to stop listening to the inner critic and start testing those thoughts, like mom guilt, okay, am I really a bad mom? No, I'm not. Am I really a bad parent? No. So again, you have to combat the lies in your head, but the truth, so... Yeah, like, I'm not smart enough to go and do X or Y or, yeah, Z. You can, you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I finish it out. I gotcha. You know, yeah, you can, you can learn anything. It just might take longer than you want. So how bad do you want to learn the thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she breaks it down into three points. Mm-hmm. And the first point is share the shame. So it's okay to... Admit that you're struggling with something or, you know, having uncertainties. We did a whole uh, podcast series on Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, which talks about being vulnerable and that's whether you're in a leadership role or, you know, working for someone that's leading you and all the benefits that come with being vulnerable. The important thing is make sure you're, it's Which people are you being vulnerable with? So it needs to be the people in your arena. So the people who speak life into you, got your back, help help you stay on track. So you're not going to just tell the internet whatever the thing you're thinking is. You're going to go, like for me, I'll say, Farron, I've really been struggling with mom guilt lately. I don't know what to do about that. And Farron's going to be like, no, Brooke, you're totally awesome. Like, yeah, that's right. Thanks, Farron. So, yeah, that's how that will work. He taught the kids the water cycle this week. Moving, moving, because I'm the water cycle. (laughs) No? Rhythm, rhyme, results, guys. Look it up. They have four albums that hit all core subjects. I mean, there's, like, photosynthesis. Let's get into this. So, you can learn about, like, all the nerd out, let me nerd out. Mm -hmm. So, 
All right, and then I do like the next one. It says, start a hype file. Do you have anything like this? So I think a lot of teachers do. Mm-hmm. Like the notes they get from kids, they're like, oh my gosh, favorite teacher ever, you changed my life, that kind of stuff. They keep those, and then when they have that one Scrooge who's like, you're awful, I'm going to blow your name up on the internet, then you can be like, no, look at all these times I am great. Mm-hmm. So you need something to rely on whenever... The chatty chattersons start chatting. Yeah. So if you're dealing with mom guilt, you might have a photo roll, a photo album where it's like all the things that where you have shown up and you've had great days. So that way if you have a bad day or two and consecutively you're able to go back and the whole idea is that you're going to combat these lies with truth. So same thing if you feel like oh, I can't achieve this goal or go after this dream because it's going to be hard, then you would start like compiling all the things that you've gotten through that were hard um, that maybe you didn't think you could get through, but you did. So um, you just want to find, again, truth that combats the lies that are creeping into your mind. Mm-hmm. The third point she gives is shine your light out and not in. So you need to think like a flashlight. So make sure the spotlight's not on you. So if you are like, oh my goodness, I'm so bad at this. Or who am I to be teaching this thing? Shine the light on other people. Like, no, I am good at this thing and this person needs it. I am good at recovering from alcohol. So this person needs it. Or I am good at battling this addiction. So this person needs it. So we don't. And we might not know who that person is, but we know that since we've overcome something, we can help someone else overcome it too. Yeah, chances are whatever you want to pursue is going to benefit other people in some way. And so, like you said, Brooke, focusing on that, focusing on your why, as opposed to you and your you know, insecurities, thinking, prioritizing others, that can help also overcome the fraud factor. The next section she talks about, it's life-changing advice from the dead. So you always hear all these times, like, their last words are, oh, I wish I would have done this. And there's that book where it's like the top five regrets of the dying, that it was a nurse who wrote the book, and she took and wrote down all the things that they were regretting. So it's heard out, the most common thing was, I wish I had the courage to live the life true to myself and not what others expected. Or I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard. Or I wish I would have expressed my feelings. Or I wish I would have stayed in touch with this person. Or I wish I would have lived a happier life doing blank. Yeah. So, I mean, there it is. The research is done. You you know what it could be like at the end of your life. Um, and so you have that, that knowledge, that foresight. So what are you going to do with it? Uh, what's that quote about like when you know better you do better know better do better that's just how I say it yeah so what are you still doing even though you can't stand it or what are you doing right now you're doing it because you're trying to seek approval of someone Um, again make sure it's obviously you're doing the things obviously aligned with what Jesus says but Is there something you're doing just to, because I said that I would, so I'm going to do it, or now I've dug my heels in, or I'm going to do this thing because I'm going to prove this person wrong. Mm -hmm. That person probably is not even thinking about you right now, (laughs) just FYI. Maybe there's a business that you started and you're sticking with it just because there are people that said you wouldn't make it. (laughs) But you don't even like what you're doing. Yeah, you're only in it to try to prove these people wrong. 
And you know what? No matter what you do, there's going to be people that are like, eh, I don't think that's a good idea. So uh, you can't make everybody happy. Right. You're not pizza. You know, I think I've told the donkey story before. But my girls have even started pointing out the donkey story. What is this? The donkey story is that a man and his son took a donkey to market to sell it. And they were both walking down the road. And some passerbyers were like, oh my gosh, they're both walking and they have a perfectly good donkey. Why aren't they riding the donkey? And so the son gets on it and they're passed by some people. And they say, oh my gosh, that boy, he's so young and he's making his old father walk. And so... The boy gets down and the father gets on. And then they pass some more people. And they're like, oh my gosh, that man is making his poor young son walk this whole way. So then they both get on the donkey. Well, then they pass some more people. And they're like, oh my gosh, that poor donkey. I can't believe they're both riding on the donkey. So then they figure out a way to carry the donkey by last, like latching its legs up to like this big stick and so now there's people really laughing at him, like, why are they carrying a perfectly good donkey on this, like, upside down, hanging on this uh, large branch? So they have to cross a river. And when they do, they lose hold of the donkey. And so the moral of the story is... Don't have a donkey. Don't try to please everybody, otherwise you'll lose your at donkey. <laughs> so it's just, like, you can't make everybody happy and in that process you're gonna lose what you value so i that's a good one story look at you i hadn't heard that yes look at you full of wisdom not make that one up people (laughs) no intellectual property theft here no i'm sure it's written down somewhere very good very good um Also, just remember, God is going to equip you. So if he's called you to do something, he's going to give you the skill set or he's going to send the right people at the right time. It just, I always go back to Moses because it's the easiest one in my head right now. Uh, But God was like, all right, Moses, you're going to go free the Egyptian or free the um, Israelites from the Egyptians. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, just go on and go talk to Pharaoh. He's like, well, God, I stutter. So I, I don't want to do that he's like great so i'm gonna send aaron with you he doesn't stutter so you'll be fine <laughs> any other questions problems? what else can i do uh, well, not getting uh, this. <laughs> right again so or just like jonah and the whale i need you to go to nineveh and tell the ninevites about me uh no thanks so he gets on a boat goes in the other direction storm comes he goes over the edge a whale or a large fish swallows him up and spits him out in nineveh and he's like well crap <laughs> I guess I better go do this thing. Yes. Um, man, there's just so many examples, too. And even if I, you think to where you are today, like, was it really an accident? Or the people that you happen to meet, you know, it just, I like thinking about that kind of stuff. Because it was his plan all along. And even if you start going, drifting off in the wrong direction, and you're still trying to do your best to align with God, he's going to start closing doors that you didn't think we're going to be closed or he's going to start pushing you into in a direction and that could look like frustration at your job or having this part this little history part in your relationship blow up again because it needs to be addressed so that you guys can move forward it could look like a bunch of different things so again make sure you're praying constantly and having that constant dialogue that way you notice things easier 
It is easier to notice things when you're aligned with him and talking to him all the time. And tomorrow's not a guarantee. Um, so you might not have a bajillion years left to um, pursue your dreams. So don't put it off. Um, be smart. Be reasonable. Um, definitely have a plan of action. But don't waste one more minute. Because, you know, a minute turns into a day, a couple weeks, and next thing you know, you're back celebrating New Year's Eve. Everyone's talking about the past year and hopes for the future, and you're like, oh, I've man. got nothing to show. Dang, I was going to do this thing. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, so again, the shift of switching from coward to courageous. So it is. it can be scary taking that leap of faith, but again, it's called a leap of faith because you have faith. God's going to get your back. If you're doing the right thing, aligned with him again. All right. And the last section is insight into action. And this is at the end where she um, challenges you and gives you some goals and some prompts to think about. So there's no finish line until the end, until your death. So even then, obviously, if you're a believer, you go on Jesus party. But that little dash between the day you were born and the day you die, that should not just be a straight line. It needs to be up and down like a pulse. You need to be doing something, living your best life, following his footsteps, making sure you're doing the right thing. So again, you're not done until your heart stops. So again, the whole, hopefully you're doing something where you don't feel obligated to retire or part of that's always kind of in you. You want to keep helping somehow because you're passionate about it. So hopefully you find that thing and you can keep doing that. I love the question too. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Mm-hmm. Man. That's that, crazy. Uh, that one always just challenges me. I'm like, well, first of all, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. So again, think about it. And maybe just take some time to write that down. What, just for two minutes, set a timer for two minutes. What, would you do if you knew you weren't going to fail at it? Try out for the women's U.S. national soccer team. Heck yeah. <laughs> Julie Ertz, my girl. So obviously we know failure is going to happen. Failure is inevitable. But if you knew you couldn't fail and you go back and look at this list, what are some things in there that, yeah, you could accomplish that? It might take some work. You might hit a couple of bumps in the road, but you can do that thing. So look back through that list and start tackling those if you're really passionate about them. I'm still thinking about playing for the soccer team. I'm still thinking about what kind of feet I need. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some wings instead? I know. Yeah. So if it were like, what animal body part? Yeah, for sure. Wings. Duh. What about like a frog tongue? So when your husband won't share the snacks, you can just like. I feel like that is a blessing and a curse. If you had. <laughs> How would you talk? Like that. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> oh, no. You're right. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Moo cow. <laughs> oh, we have lost our minds in this well, we late hour. end on more of a happy note. Than that's true. That's true. That's true. Dying sad. Oh, not yeah. Achieved our dreams. Chase and those goals. dreams. Remember. Yeah. There, there has been something put inside of you from God that is like, hey, this isn't a bad idea. Why don't you go try that? And then you're going to slowly build up the confidence. Remember, effort comes before confidence anyway, so you just got to do it. And you get confidence from experience. So if you don't 
experience it, you ain't going to get the confidence. That's right. Here in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, have you heard the quote where it's, well, it's alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. So it's yeah. if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with people. Mm. So as in like, obviously, or go with go with community. So you can't, you can't do it alone. You obviously need God and you need your arena with you. So when you are chasing these dreams and goals, make sure that you have people who are involved with you and will keep you on track and not let you get all crazy. I think all the introverts just tuned out. You Come know, back. introverts though, the good thing is that we provide this community for you from like a digital <laughs> virtual platform so you can be like a part of it but then you put your device away and you get as much alone time as you'd like i like it because it's hitting all the levels of introverts too so you can just have us in your ears or if you want to see our faces you can go to the youtube channel or if you want to interact a little more you can get the freebies and turn in your homework and write us and we'll write you back Mm -hmm. i mean there's different levels to this so start where you're comfortable but definitely grow yourself yourself no grow show yourself, yourself. yeah but grow yourself it does say us. grow in there though i don't know yeah we'll fight about it later <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness the very end of the book she talks about how you can build your figure outable force field and it's just things like lifting each other up invest in figure outable friends so again people who are like-minded like you instead of having all these limiting beliefs uh, and just other couple of tips and tricks in there. So make sure you grab your copy of the book. We'll link it into the show notes in case you want to snag that. So coming up next, we have our three interviews, and it's going to be jazzy. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. The interviews just give additional insight from people that have lived out the principles in the book, and they are living successful lives. And so um, you guys get to hear from us a lot in all of our examples but there are more people actually living out um, all the things we're teaching and learning through our book series so I really do I really look forward to the interviews yes it's nice it switches it up speaking of switch our next book's going to be switch on your brain so I see what you did there I was by accident too I didn't even mean to but I figured I throw it in there so see the smile just like as it happened (laughs) so make sure we'll link that in the show notes too if you want to go ahead and get that copy of the book you can start looking ahead if you want to or you can wait until we roll around to that series it'll be three weeks after this episode comes out boom that's all i got to say (laughs) (laughs) that's all i've got to say about that that's all we have here from somewhere in texas texas (laughs) bye Bye. Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.